It is Wednesday, the last day of June. It is June 30th, everybody. The calendar is about to turn, and we're about to get to the halfway point of the baseball season. But we are here with special guest Dan Canobio, host of Inside Boxing Live, avid Yankee fan, and of course, friend of the show. Dan, welcome to Daily Dingers. How are you today? This is great, guys. You know, I uh, boxing is my world, but my first true love is baseball, so I'm excited to talk some baseball and some boxing too and, and uh, get into it. baseball's in full swing now. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. I love it. Now, before we get into our questions, I got questions lined up for you. But before that, I have to bring this up because it was like hot take alert. Last night, you tweeted out, Otani is the best show in sports, not baseball, sports. So uh, let's 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 hear it. Why? I mean, it's pretty obvious. The guy's doing things that are have never been done before. I mean, it's 2021, so pretty much we've seen everything you could possibly see in sports, life. Uh, everything has been invented already. Everything that we've seen so far uh, in life is is already here. But we have never seen since at least uh, you know Babe Ruth at this level a guy that pitches and hits uh, today against the Yankees or tonight. He's going to uh, pitch and hit at Yankee Stadium. Uh, that hasn't been done a handful of times since, like, you know, Babe Ruth. So, I mean, it's not really a hot take, but, it, I mean, he's the best thing going right now. He's must-watch. Last night he had two bombs at <clears throat> Yankee Stadium. He's got three in the series. Now today he's going to hop on the mound, throw 101. It's never been done before. This is insane what we're watching. And I, I like it takes a lot for you guys as well, I'm sure, to, like, be awestruck, especially in baseball because it's not, like, a super exciting sport. But he's, like, he's electric. He's electric. I mean, what he, I was in awe last night watching him hit rockets and his size and speed. I mean, he is must-watch. I might actually go tonight just to, to get, get a glimpse of this guy and uh, gently weep because he should have been a Yankee. I feel I feel like he's the first like much must-watch baseball guy since Barry Bonds, honestly. That's what I'm thinking. You know, my first thought was Bonds. I remember when Bonds came to Yankee Stadium when he was in the midst of like being an absolute uh, juggernaut, and it was against Ted Lilly. I was at that game, and it was like a big deal because Bonds was coming to Yankee Stadium, and it doesn't happen too often. And then what did he do? He went to the above the middle section of the old Yankee Stadium upper deck, which is like rarefied air. And it was just like that clip is amazing. You pull it up on MLB.com. Yeah. So it's like when a big star comes to Yankee Stadium and they perform like that, especially being on the West Coast, doesn't come here that much. To see him do what he's doing right now in this on the big stage, is, it's like unbelievable. It really is. And I, I love every second of it. I also love that I put 10 bucks on him to win the MVP on March 16th. What are the odds uh, on that? They were plus 3500 at the time. Wow. So so we were looking at we're looking at some good good money you're, on that right now. We'll, you're going to be milking that thing like if that if he does win MVP, you're going to be milking that until you're 80 years old. Well, how yeah. does he not win it? I mean, if you go by the actual term, you know, most valuable but, player and his teammate Mike Trout has won it numerous times despite them being, you know, not even in the playoffs. So if you just go by the actual definition, like JJ Watt tweeted out, he is the most valuable player. It's not even a shadow of a doubt. Like he should run away with it. I think the only way he doesn't win it is if Vladdy Jr. wins a triple crown. That's the only way that it, he does. Because the triple yeah, I can crown see is these so nerds, the sabermetric guys. Just now that this new age of voters, they don't get to vote though. But the new age media, you know, they want to prove a point that you know we this is a new age. But it's hard to deny a, a triple crown. So that hasn't I, been done. In a long I time think either. I think Otani should still get it over Vladdy if even if Vladdy does win the triple crown, just because. We've never seen someone pitch at that high level of a level and like basically lead the league in home runs too at the same time. I know. Let's see yeah. how he, he finishes, but you know it's interesting because I, I was thinking last night. It's like if he was a Yankee, the Yankees would find a way to mess it up. 
Like they probably <laughs> wouldn't let him pitch. They bring him to the bullpen like they did the Jamba. They do something stupid. And, uh, you know, just to mess with the mojo. So I like the fact that Madden, he got the right manager too. Joe Madden is a guy that embraces it. So, you know, today, today he announced that he's going to pitch and hit for himself. So the Angels seem to get it. And MLB is probably ecstatic because he is. He's must watch. Absolutely. So now let's let's turn, Dan, to you, man. Inside Boxing Live. Yeah. I mean, how did that all start for you? Like, I know you basically – created this thing from just the ground up so like let's talk yeah. about that how do we yeah so so i uh, grew up in the world of boxing uh been around it since i was a kid my father's been involved in the sport uh since the 80s so i've always been around boxing and steve as we met at bleach report uh you were an editor i was a production assistant and uh, i went on from there to cbs i interned in mlb network i was always behind the scenes you know getting the talent what they need to look good and after a while, uh, I think it was at CBS, and I was pretty – I didn't really love the job. And I was just like, you know what, like, I need to – I want to be in front of the camera. Like, I, I love boxing, and I have connections there, and it could be an easy transition starting as, like, a, I think I was 30 at the time. Being a 30-year-old and starting in broadcasting is, is kind of a, a hard thing to do, but I just went for it. Uh, you know, built a little studio, uh, you know, had some good guests. Uh, my first show, I think it was right after McGregor Mayweather – and Triple G Canelo. So there was a lot of buzz, mainstream buzz. So I figured it's a good time to start the show. And just kind of ran with it. You know, we've done over 100 episodes now. Uh, you know, we had Mike Tyson on the show, Tracy Morgan, Michael Buffer, you know, all the big stars in boxing, Deontay Wilder. So um, I love doing it. Boxing is an interesting sport because um, you only fight once a week. Uh, and the biggest stars in the sport only fight maybe twice a year. So there's so much time to talk. There's so much time to speculate. Uh, a lot of time to break down stuff. So it's like the perfect sport in terms of a show, like a conversational uh, piece to do it. And I love doing it. And uh, it's gotten you know me to, to do some bigger things lately. So I love boxing and I, and I try to bring a, a younger perspective to it, try to have fun, uh, which I wish baseball would do. There's a lot of parallels between baseball and, and boxing because the only time I feel like mainstream talks about it either is when there's a controversy. <laughs> so if Mike Tyson bites someone's ear or there's like fraud in boxing, it gets talked about on SportsCenter. You know, what led off SportsCenter last week? Not really Otani. It was the sticky stuff or steroids. So it, it, I, they go hand in hand in, in a way. I wish it wasn't the case, but it is what it is. So, yeah, I'm enjoying talking boxing every week. And uh, But baseball, I love baseball. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure with, with that show and everything, you've had some awesome guests. Who are some of your favorite people that you've brought on talk to with that? Well, Mike, today's Mike Tyson's uh, right here, Brooklyn's own Iron Mike. Today's Mike Tyson's 55th birthday. Um, and Mike, I met him when I was three years old, uh, right about a week after he got knocked out by Buster Douglas. And there's a picture of, of me, him, and my dad. He's holding me. And since that day, I've been a huge Mike Tyson fan. Obviously, so many people are. And uh I, when I started the show, I'm like, man, I would, he's like my white whale. Like, I'd love to get Mike Tyson on my show. And last year, he announced that he's coming back. And he had a, a comeback fight against Roy Jones. And then, you know, a lot of times during fight weeks, a lot of the PR teams will reach out to you and say, you know, this, a fight, this fighter's available because they want to hype up their, uh, their fight. They want to get, you know, press around the fight. And it was Mike Tyson fight week. And I was able to, you know, work out a way to get a hold of him and get him on the show. And it just like kind of blew my mind that I interviewed Mike Tyson for, for 20 minutes. That was a great one. Uh, Michael Buffer, obviously talking about his life. You know, Tracy Morgan, 
I met him at a fight That'd and cool. I just asked him for his phone number and he gave me his phone number. And then I called him. He was on a, on a drive-thru at Wendy's. He was just eating some food <laughs> and talking to boxing. And that interview was hard because it was my maybe like my fifth show I've ever done. And Tracy Morgan, like he does this thing where he'll, he'll say something and you think he's done talking. And then he'll just get right back into his 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 train of thought. So for the first like four minutes, I was jumping him every second, and I just sat back and just let him just talk. Listen. But boxing's an interesting world where you know there's a lot of like celebrities and a lot of actors and stuff love it. They go to the fights, they want to be a part of it, so they're always willing to to talk about it, and they're always willing to show that they know boxing too. So had some good guests. Uh, definitely been very lucky. So with that, that's a great segue. What's what's your favorite part about actually covering boxing oh man uh i like breaking down the fights i like you know what fighter x is going to do to beat fighter y you know there's a lot of styles make fights that's a phrase in boxing there's a guy who throws a lot of volume uh versus a guy that doesn't throw volume but he has a lot of power i'm always interested to see the guy that throws volume will he lower his productivity because he's afraid to get countered by the guy with power so breaking down the fights and then just the absurdity of the sport it's the most absurd sport in the world wild west Characters galore, just no rules. Things happen in this sport that are instead would be front page news in any other sport, but it just never gets reported because no one like it just goes, this is Wild West, just out there. So I like to highlight the ridiculousness of it and just kind of embrace it and say, you know, like that, you know, it's boxing is a weird sport, but let's embrace the weird. Yeah, but I mean boxing, I feel like it's just one of those super niche sports to where, like you said, it's not really that mainstream, but when it does get in the news, it's and like the audience for it in general that like pays attention to boxing is super passionate about it. Oh it's my crazy. God. Yeah. It's like hockey in a way, but even, you know, just as rabbit, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's still sellout in your arenas. It's a global sport. It's huge in, in, in uh, Europe, especially in the UK. And just uh, next month, there's going to be Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder three, and there'll be a sellout crowd. There'll be close to a million pay-per-view buys. The same thing with Pacquiao coming back to fight Spence. There are still big moments, but they're kind of few and far between. But you just have to accept what it is. It's still it's still a, a sport that's that has good revenue, but it's just not me. It's not the '80s anymore. We're not talking about boxing and horse racing anymore. There's other sports that have, that have come along, and a lot of the reason is because boxing kind of shot itself in the foot a lot of times, kind of like baseball is doing right now. And I hope that they don't keep doing that, and we can continue to be uh, the best sport in the world. I, I got to ask you. This wasn't on like our slate of questions and everything, but it's just coming to mind. Like, what are your thoughts in general on the Paul brothers in boxing? Like, I feel like. <laughs> You people either love them because they're entertaining and like funny, or like absolutely can't stand the guys. Like, what? What are your? Th- I got to know your thoughts on that. I've been pretty steadfast since day one on what they are, and uh, I mean, the first knee jerk reaction is to say I hate them. They are a joke. <laughs> they because they are abrasive, and they're just like you know, just if you take a look at them, they're not really like something that you would be like, oh wow, these guys are cool. But they are geniuses in terms of marketing, and they have done yeah. something right to strike a nerve to grow a fan base. And now they're taking it to boxing. I don't look at it as boxing. I look at it as a completely separate lane. It is their celebrities are really good at making money. Celebrities are really good at marketing themselves. So how can they use that to make money? Well, let's get into boxing where it's an individual sport where you can generate a ton of revenue in one night. People still love the sport. They actually love the aesthetic of it. They love the you know the walking to the ring, uh, the big fight night. That stuff still plays. That's why they still make boxing movies to this day. So they looked at it as, wow, we can, you know, cash in our celebrity by, by stepping in the ring. But the thing with, with, with Jake Paul more than Logan Paul, Jake Paul's not bad. Like I've been to, you know, with my job at CompuBox, I've been to the Barclays Center at 5 o'clock 
for our report time when there's guys that are making their debuts, guys that are 0-1, 0-2, and they are awful, like some of the worst technique I've ever seen. So Jake Paul is, is nowhere. He's levels above that. So he actually has taken the sport serious. If it brings some new blood into the sport, and as long as they know their limits, and recently Jake Paul called out uh, Canelo, or he says that one day I could fight Canelo. I was like, dude, come on. Like, just know your limits. Like, fight your MMA guys. You know, fight your fading boxers. You know, cash your checks, and let's all be good with it. But I really don't have a problem with it, as long as you can kind of separate it, that it's not boxing. It's a separate lane. So now, hold on. I got to ask about – I have to ask about this because you've done – two of the funniest videos I've ever seen <laughs> on breaking down. It was the first, it was the card, the Kardashians yeah. broke it down. And then you did it. You just did another one. It's like loose in my memory right now. You oh, the just, sons and four guy, the sons and four guy. Can you just like go into like your pro was it like a spur of the moment thing? You were just like, this is viral. Like I got to do this right now. So the Kardashian one, someone sent me that. It was like, Oh man, you, you know, we copy box stats or a lot of times we'll get tweets uh, on our copy box handle, like well, we need stats on this. And it's like a street fight or it's like two kangaroos fighting or something. <laughs> and I'm um, just, we just kind of like breeze over it. But the Kardashian one was like, there was like back and forth action. So there was something there where I could break it down. And, and it's funny because I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, I was just sitting at home. Uh, I wanted to do something fun. There was no fights to break down. So I, someone sent me that. Um, I did the Happy Gilmore Bob Barker one. That was a hat tip to our friend Tom Beecher who uh, sent it to me. He's like, you got to break this down. So that, you know, it was on 25th anniversary. And then the Suns and Four guy, I mean, that was everywhere. It was super viral. Another fight where there was like over 10 punches thrown. So there has to be like a back and forth. It can't be just like one knockout on the street. And then that's not really a breakdown. So, you know, I have fun with that stuff. And, and you know, any way to cross over and bring attention to the our brand, uh, I'm going to do it. So it's hard to, to back that one up. The Sons and Four one was the biggest one I've ever done. It got like a million impressions, which is crazy. <laughs> it's insane. Like, I, I didn't think it'd ever do that, just messing around. But that guy, like, he's like a celebrity now. If you follow him, he's like really milking it. So good for him. He, he's making a lot of money off of that right now, too. He got the bar stool and has like merch and everything with it. It's crazy. Well, only in America, as Don King said, only in America. <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess let's 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 talk a little baseball now. I mean, to be honest, your Yanks are just they're, they're brutal right now. Like, what what are the issues with that team, and like how how can they fix that and try and make a run because they have the talent? It's just been a brutal year. Let me start it off with every radio guy that calls into WF fan. I've been a Yankee fan <laughs> since 1993 <laughs> uh, when I watched Jim Abbott throw a no hitter. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with this team. Uh, I watch them very closely. I watch them every night still, regardless of how they play. I still watch because I'm a sucker. But I don't know, man. It's just like this core is kind of like got ahead of themselves. Like they, they were told they were great. They had that success in 2017, which was kind of like unexpected. And that kind of inflated who they are as a team, inflated their egos. Outside of Judge and Stanton, you know, a lot of these guys on the roster haven't accomplished anything. And they are led to believe that they have like labor Torres kind of got a little bit of an ego and he got him, you know, hit with that live ball. And we don't really know exactly who he is. The same thing with DJ LeMahieu. Like did the Yankees know they were getting uh, like a 350 hitter or they thought they were getting like a guy that would hit 280 and, and fill in. So like, there's a lot of with, with the ball and how baseball is being played. And I think that's, that's seeping into the Yankees. You know, also the fact that they're just bad base running team, bad defense, 
built terribly, they're all right-handed. I mean, these are all things that we know and, and we're seeing it play out, but I'm a sucker to believe that, like, oh, it's going to turn around. Like, last night, huge offensive night. They scored the most runs in a game that they had all year. I'm like, all right, here we go. Going to get the uh, wild first wild card or maybe the division, but that's just being a Yankee fan because uh, it's just every year they have a winning record and they always figure a way to just turn it on. But a lot of those teams that just turned it on back in, like, Jeter's days, they had track records. The team – was in the playoffs year in year at this team, you know, outside of those, those runs that they had, I mean, all these guys, they just don't know how to win. They're just not winning baseball players and it sucks, but you know, I'm more open. I've been a huge Cashman guy. So I'm very loyal to him. I always just trusted him. Just believe in Cashman. It's always been the thing, but I'm now more open to him. Just, you know, maybe leaving at this point because something has to change. It's been like 25 years. I think it was. And he only built one world series champion because he inherited the 98, uh, he came on in 98, so he inherited uh, that run. And then he built the second one in 2001. They never won, obviously. And then 2009 was the only World Series team that he built. So I know he gets a lot of praise, but, I mean, his writing's on the wall. I actually can't agree with you more on that. I talked about that a while ago, but I want to shift gears here. It's not really a Garrett Cole question because it's all over baseball. Like, what are your thoughts with these? I think it's a circus, the the sticky stuff checks. And, like, personally, I think if you ask most hitters in the league, they're okay with pitchers having something to control a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's getting a little out of hand. What, what do you think of the checks with this? And, like, do you think they're making this into a circus? Or do you think, yeah. like, this is warranted? What do you, what Aesthetically, do you it looks horrible. Like, you know, the first guy to get it done is Jacob DeGrom, who's having one of the best seasons ever. And you you're, have your best marquee pitcher and the first – and you're seeing him getting checked, like, made out to be a cheater. Like, it doesn't look good, but it's also – MLB has just bungled everything. Rob Manfred is horrible, horrible so commissioner. He, oh. he's, it's not even, like, a debate. Like, usually I give these guys, you know, benefit of the doubt and, like, how much say does a commissioner really have uh, on the overall product? You know, the players would make the game great, but he has been atrocious as a commissioner. Just the decision-making level alone is just horrible. But, I mean, it is what it is. They have, you know, Pete Alonso pretty much came out and says that he's okay with the substance. Then you have the extreme other end is Josh Donaldson, who has made it like a, like his life's mission to expose these pitchers, whether it's Cole or last night. Uh, who, who's the pitcher on the White Sox that he kind Gilly of made up? Gilly. I mean, he's like doing the sicky stuff. So I think that the pitchers, there was it was like a, a thing where there was no rule. And it was attention intentionally. It was there to, like you said, to avoid getting hit in the head, get a grip on the ball. But then pitchers take it too far. I mean, there's no policing. Of course, you got to stretch it and keep stretching it, keep stretching it. And so now we're using spider tech. We're mixing in things. We're seeing spin rates that we've never seen before. You know, even my you know, Yankee fan, being Garrett Cole, it's like, wow, how is he that good uh, with the Astros when he was he was nothing near that with the with the Pirates. So I think there's like some – I think it's in the middle somewhere. Uh, I think MLB is I, handling it wrong, but I also think that something had to be done to, to kind of balance it out a little bit and then along with, I think, banning the shift and things like that. Then we can maybe get to a more, uh, you know, a better-looking quality of baseball. I feel like the solution, like at the end of the day, is allowing some sort of regulated sticky stuff that they just put behind the mound all the time. Like right. maybe it's sunscreen or maybe it's it, – it's some like pine tar or something like that that they, that they allow. 
but make sure like, hey, this is the only thing you guys are allowed to use. You can't use anything else. Like, right, they have rosin, rosin, even though rosin does absolutely nothing. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen, I've seen like a handful of pitchers actually ever use the rosin. They put it on their yeah, it's literally there to wipe sweat, sweat. Off, I think. <clears throat> Yeah, so I think they'll be, I think they'll they'll make some changes. Like the CBA is next winter, and that's going to be a hell of a CBA negotiations. <laughs> like, there's definitely going to be a strike, but they're going to work in all that all that stuff. And uh, but as of now, I mean, it looks terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. It's a it's a bad look. All right. Now, now getting off like kind of like the negative stuff. Steve has told me about this wiffle ball field at your parents house like a bunch <laughs> of times. It sounds sick. You got to tell yeah. people like what it's all about and everything. Like how did it Steve's come about? actually been there? Steve's hit some dingers in that backyard. So right. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I moved out to the east end of Long Island when I was uh, maybe like 10 or 11. And our, none of, I have a lot of brothers and none of us wanted to move. Because we were, we were living in a place for forever, we just didn't want to leave our friends. But my dad's selling point was, "I'm going to build you guys a wiffle ball field in the backyard." Because it was a big piece of property, and because we used to play in the driveway like everyone else does. And uh, we're like, "Oh, okay, that makes it somewhat better." I didn't think he would take it to this level. My dad, <laughs> he's kind of crazy. He loves baseball more than anything. So it started off just like chain link or like a lattice, like you put on a deck. And we kind of, you know, when we first moved out there, he kind of, you know, crafted it in a way where you can hit home runs and there's a lot of trees. Then the next summer, trees are coming down. We've got a tree guy there taking down trees that are in the way. And then we build like another fence, which is still like, you go to Home Depot and buy like an orange uh, construction fence. My mom hated that. It looked horrible. So then like every year he kept like tinkering with it. And then one year, I think it was 2000-ish, I was in high school. He just was like, all right, I'm going to build a green monster. And he hired like a contractor, like a guy came and like they're building a green monster in my backyard. I'm like, what? what is going on here? This is amazing. But also you're kind of crazy, dad. But, you know, late, you know, that one went down. It was a big storm one year and it got like torn to shreds. And like the whole neighborhood was devastated. It was like a big thing. Uh, so then we built like a better one, like a sturdier one with like we got like, concreted it in. And now at this level, the at this point, it's now I think we're celebrating our 23rd year of the wiffle ball field it's never looked better like shout out to the landscapers and, and my dad like it looks amazing like there's ivy on the on the uh monster we've now added a, a hot tub in right field where you what? can sit you can sit in the hot tub in right field and see the game we have the pool in, in right and you know, it's been great <laughs> we have all these games we used to have these CompuBox versus uh hbo sports game that went on for about 15 consecutive years that's the one steve came to and uh, obviously it's gone away because HBO doesn't do boxing anymore. But the field uh, has definitely uh, gained some momentum. My little nephew went viral for hitting a home run and bat toss, and it got like 7 million views. It was everywhere. But I still have like a big dream of having like a huge like media uh, tournament for like charity. You know, get like WFAN, you guys, John Boy in a bar stool if they could behave themselves and have a nice big <laughs> game and get some real, like my dad wants it to get like nationally recognized, but it's been great. Uh, it's an awesome I mean, little backyard field. And I'm like, I'm biased. So whenever someone posts like on Instagram or something like their field, I'm like, that's, that's weak. That field sucks. I would say I follow like a, a couple of accounts on TikTok that are like all these really cool uh, wiffle ball fields and stuff. But yours sounds way, way cool. Like the hey, Steve, you can send them some pics. <clears throat> yeah, oh. I gotta send you some pic. I gotta send you the video of me just going doing yard work back there yeah. too. He even went um, way, he went way deep and left. Yeah, I mean that was that was just so much fun. That and also I wasn't, I didn't see it with the hot. The hot tub is like a very recent addition. That's yeah, like a week, two weeks ago. 
Yeah, but but the thing is, Dan's a lefty, so he could just mash balls into that hot tub. Like it's hard for well, me to go right center. Perfect. Same. I want to hit some hot tub shots. Well, that's the thing. Like when we built it, like it's definitely shorter to right field. Like Yankee Stadium it has a short porch and right. And my whole, all my friends growing because we played every day, all day from like April to like November, every, every yeah. single day. And everyone was like, "Oh, your dad built this for you because you're a lefty." It was that's just how the backyard was configured. So everyone started pitching me outside all the time. <laughs> so then I started like going the other way, and it really helped my swing in like real baseball. But it's definitely skewed for a, a, a lefty. But that's why we built the monster is is to kind of like you know even it out a little bit and uh, we had to put the facade on the monster, like Yankee Stadium freeze, you know the big white freeze, because mm -hmm. people were mistaking our us for being Red Sox fans. Like, oh, you oh, no, built the no. monster for Red Sox. I was like, no, no, no. So my dad had to come in. Well, he didn't do it. He hired someone to build this, this like, uh, facade at Yankee Stadium. So it has a little wrinkle of a lot of different stadiums. I, you got you got to send me a picture of that or something like that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I will. Yeah, definitely. Steve will. Yeah, it's all 100. over my Instagram and and, uh, and, uh, and pictures and stuff. It's, it's awesome. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's, like, it's like Disneyland, basically. <laughs> it really is. Like, when I sometimes, even now, it's been there for 23 years. Like, when I pull up, to my parents' house, and I'm just to look at it sometimes, and I'm just like, that's so weird that it's there, <laughs> it's, but it's awesome. Even as a fully grown adult, like, you just want to go out there and play wiffle ball and oh, show yeah. you go back. Like, nonstop, nonstop, whether it's just tossing them up and hitting them when there's no one out there. Or my, I have nephews now, they're one of them's 15, the other one's 11, and they kind of brought it back to life. You know, they want to play every single time, and uh, it's great to play two on two. So yeah, it will never with a ball. You can play that to your your eighty years old. It's the best mm. best uh, outdoor activity, in my opinion. Agreed, a hundred percent. And then golf would be second, but you can't do that in the backyard. So well, I chip back there. I just no, chip. There you go. That's good. See, that'll work. You get the short game going. You go yeah. go to go to the pitching putts. It's 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 fantastic. Got to work on that short game. That's right, baby. So now. Let's move on. Like this is this is I love this. I'm having a lot of fun today. So now let's get into it. We got to get the bets going here. Yeah. So we always start with best bets. Dan, let's start with you, baby. What All is right, your best bet for today? This is like when I predict who's going to win a fight and then I get crapped on uh, <laughs> later in the week. I got Brewers over Cubs. Um, this game's a afternoon game. Cubs have lost five straight. Uh, they're plummeting. They got Jake Arrieta on the mound, who's been less than stellar. I think his ERA is over five. Brewers are hot. Uh, I like uh, uh, the Brewers over the Cubs. All right, I'm into that because Jake Arrieta absolutely stinks. So he started off hot, and now he's just that was Jack's what everyone expected. Now. That was Jack's guy for like three starts, and then he just fell off a cliff. It was like unbelievable. Well, dude, I live in Wrigley. I I love Arrieta, but it's That's just tough. True, true. Jack, who you got today? Let's go. Yeah, I got Angels first five money line minus one ten. Otani on the mound in Yankee Stadium. He's hitting hot. The team's going to be rallying around him. I don't think Domingo Herman is that special. He's been solid lately, but I mean, Dan's <laughs> shaking his head right now. He's not a big Herman guy. It looks like. Nah, he's just like he's average at best. He just gives yeah. up bombs. Oh yeah, I mean, like I don't trust the Angels bullpen enough to take him full game, but definitely first five with Otani on the mound. I think he shuts down that lineup for sure. Yeah, the Yankees have trouble like making contact i mean last night they were good but um i mean good luck hitting otani splitter today especially like, that right if they have one lefty they have, yeah have one, they have gardner so gardner will play tonight just to offset otani but the rest of the other eight are all righties and, and it's not like gardner's that special either like no, he's terrible i mean he's he's a great yankee but his best days are so far over yeah so that's a good mm -hmm. pick 
And I'm going to take, I'm doing Astros minus one and a half tonight against the Orioles. It's at minus 146. This is like pretty simple. Um, they're facing Matt Harvey. He's three and nine, seven, five, four ERA. Astros mash baseballs. Orioles put up a 13 spot last night, and they're going to have to like replicate that basically today. And I don't think they're good enough to do that. Um, so Harvey stinks. The Astros are really good. I'll take minus one and a half tonight. That's really where I'm going here. And then uh, that brings us, Dan, underdogs, baby. Underdogs, what do you, what do you got? the Mariners, the Mariners uh, have come on as of late. Uh, I think they've won like eight of 11. Their offense is, is clicking. Uh, I don't expect them to do much this season, but it's nice to see them have some success. It's one of the worst run franchises in all of the MLB. But I like uh, Mariners plus 166 over the Blue Jays. I understand the Blue Jays have been hot too. They've won eight of 10, but they're so streaky, the Blue Jays. And they got Mats on the hill, who's got like a close to a five-year array. Um they're streaky, the Blue Jays, but I'm going to go with the Mariners, the, the hot hand. Uh, they are the underdog, and I'll, I'll take them. You know what I like about you know what I like about this right now? We're both fading former Mets pitchers, and it's fantastic. <laughs> well, Mets <laughs> shut down the Yankees, of course, and so did Harvey, by the way, uh, yeah. earlier in the year. And I was like, oh, man, like Harvey's going to get traded. He's going to be a uh, big commodity at the trade deadline. Then, you know, he's not. No, no. not <laughs> Jack, what, uh, do we, what, do we, what are we looking at here? I know – I know we're looking at a few different things, but what's your what's your pick here for for the dogs? Yeah, my favorite's Royals plus one thirty uh, plus one forty three on the road against the Red Sox. Um, that line just simply shouldn't be plus one forty three for the Royals at all. It should be like plus two hundred. They've been terrible. The Red Sox have the best record in the AL. So based off of that, really, I, I really like uh, I really like that. Just kind of fading the public on that one. At the same time, if you look at like there's a reason they're at that. I mean, they hit Martin Perez really well. Whit Merrifield's hitting damn near 400 against him. Carlos Santana's hitting 438. You got Michael Taylor hitting 500. Nicky Lopez is hitting 333. They just own this guy. It's plain and simple. Um, yeah, I really like the Royals today. I mean, if they're going to win one game, it's probably this one in that series. And they've lost seven in a row, which they've done like yeah. six times this year. I'm but, surprised. Yeah. I thought the Royals were going to be a sneaky like contender. I did. They too. have some good ball players on their team. They just played the Yankees, so I got a look at them. Like they have some good players on their team. They just uh, I haven't been paying attention that closely to see they, what has been ailing them. But man, they are disappointing. They're they pitching have absolutely is, no pitching. At their all. pitching's right. horrible. Like Brad they, Keller's Duffy their ace. Right? Well, Duffy's Duffy. coming back because he pitched. Duffy's been better this year. He he's probably their best pitcher right now. Pitching trade. I would take him on the Yanks. I always liked him. Do you remember when Mike Miner like led the league, led pitchers in WAR? Like last year when he was with Texas or two years yeah, ago, and everyone wanted to yeah. trade for him. And now he's just getting shelled on the Royals. Like it's he's pitching tonight, so that makes me a little scared. But I think he's I think he'll he'll be all right. He'll be all right. I think he'll be okay. I'm going. I'm reluctant. So my underdog. I'm very reluctant to take this. It's just the Twins line. So Twins. It's plus one hundred four. They opened up this morning at plus one twelve. And now it's moved to plus one hundred four with eighty six percent of the bets on the White Sox. So. This is just screaming twins. I'm reluctant because they're coming off my no bet list today. They've been on my no bet list since mid-April. Um, I don't know. I mean, look, somehow the, the White Sox should not be only minus 122. They're, they're first place team. Um, the twins are actually second to last in that division. This is just a twins line. So I'm reluctant, but I'm taking the twins plus 104 tonight. Let's do it. I mean, I don't know, man. So now let's go. That'll bring us to our daily dinger home run prop dan you said it was a surprise let's go let's do it it's not a surprise it's another one of my hot takes i'm going otani i know that's a terrible thing to do uh i probably should be shunned if this was like my podcast you guys could easily fire me for 
picking Otani, the hit home run. It's like, no shit, he's in the hit home run. But he's facing Herman. Um, Herman gives up, I think, one of the highest home run rates in, in all of uh, baseball. He's a righty. Otani's on fire. He wants to close out hot. Uh, I'm not really breaking the mold here by saying that Otani's in a hit home run. I actually want to see it. I want to. I, I respect greatness. So Otani's going deep today. And, Dude, uh, a shock. Well, that will shock absolutely no one. Dude, I just want to see him hit it like out of the stadium. Yeah, like Bonds. Go higher than Bonds. He could probably – you could hit it over the stadium in, the, in between right center. There's that little space between the where the uh, bleachers end and where the other seats start. So <laughs> he could maybe do it. Herman gives up bombs, so I would not be shocked. <laughs> I don't know what the line is on Otani hitting a homer. It's probably not great uh, betting-wise, but I just want to see it. I think it's plus 240. That's not bad. That's, That's not, not bad, bad at all. Him yeah. in Yankee Stadium. I know he's got hit home runs in his two last night. He won the night before, but I just feel like this guy is like made for Yankee Stadium. So I know, which sucks because he was supposed to be a Yankee. He'd easily hit 50 home runs. But another thing with Otani is uh, he doesn't really hit well. I noticed small sample size when he pitches. Like, I think he's like five for 20. Uh, that's a very small sample size, but I think he breaks that because Herman, it just, he serves him up. That's it. That's it. Jack, who you got, baby? Yeah, I got Joey Gallo plus two forty in Oakland tonight against the A's. Um, he, he has it's a smaller sample size, but he's really good against Chris Bassett. Four for eight with a couple home runs. I'll take that at, at plus two forty for a guy that just absolutely hits tanks. So see, that's a good bet. That's like a sneaky bet. Mine was horrible. That's it. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm, if, if it hits, it's not horrible though. That's the thing. Listen, I'm gonna fade the guy that we just spoke about. So I'm doing JD Martinez against Mike Miner. That's plus three forty. So I got some numbers here. Um, he's got sixteen at bats against Miner in his career. Um, he's got a triple, a home run, and he's nine for sixteen. So that's like a five eighty six average, I think. Um, you know, JD's pretty damn good. So I'm just gonna take him plus three forty tonight in Fenway. See, like we don't have to, we don't have to like we don't need to you know we we it doesn't need to be the um like the sneaky pick it could be like a, like a jazz chisel yeah. or something like that yeah no yeah. that's that's just a little <laughs> too much juice he's like plus 1100 all right we got we got one more nerfy jack what do we got marlins phillies you got aaron nola on the bump against the marlins i always love betting against the marlins for nerfy and then jordan holloway is pitching for the marlins today against the phillies he's got a low two era so just looking at it, I'm I'm cool with it. I'm not gonna. I don't think too much about these. So what's your uh, longest nerfy streak? I think I had like five in a row or something like that. A couple. You weeks had a ago. week straight. You had a week straight. A yeah. Weeks ago. That's yeah, that was but, but I don't know, man. Like we just we just trashed Jazz Chisholm. He could <laughs> he could start the game with a home run tonight. I, I love Jazz Chisholm. First of all, he's on my fantasy team. Stinks Great right game. now. He's hitting Great 180. Hand. He's hitting 180 last two weeks. Great. But of the, <laughs> of the Marlins um, and Jeter just got me thinking. Did you guys read this Matsui piece? No. I know you guys aren't Yankee fans, so it won't strike you as, as hard as it did me. He did like a, a story for the Players Tribune, Matsui. Hideki Matsui decided now uh, over, I think it's been 11 years since his last game as a Yankee, to write like a goodbye to New York. And it was like came out of nowhere, and uh, it was yeah. awesome. It was a really good piece with Players Tribune. He re- went into why he chose to come to the Yankees, his special friendship with Jeter, you know, winning that World Series MVP. He still lives in in Manhattan, which is kind of crazy. Uh, it just got me thinking. For any baseball fans out there, like I brought a tear to my eye because it was like those are the glory days of being a Yankee fan. I, I forgot really he was a World Series MVP. He was awesome in that World Series. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he hit like 
He had yeah. like 600. And he only played in uh, – he didn't play in the games in, in Philly because he was – at that point, he wasn't – he was just a DH. And he even pinched a few games. And, of course, that game six drove in six runs against the Philly. He's a legend forever. Yankee fans absolutely love him. So, uh, yeah, I just read that earlier uh, before I hopped on with you guys and uh, brought a tear to my eye. 100% going to check that out. Dan, yeah. Dan, listen, man. I really appreciate you coming on here today. This was a lot of fun. Before nice. you go now, tell everybody how they could find you. Yeah, you can find me uh, at Dan Canobio on Twitter. I post a lot of my content. And then the show, Inside Boxing Live, every Thursday on Pluto TV, uh, their boxing channel. I do a lot of stuff uh, with Fox Sports. You know, it's coming up for the Wilder Fury uh, fight, the trilogy fight. I did a, a special with them. Just talking about the fight, mostly mostly Twitter. I know that's where a lot of my stuff is. That's where you can find all my shows and podcasts and, and all that. But I really appreciate you guys having me on, get let me talk some boxing. And what I really love is baseball. So I could talk baseball all day long. So it's great to kind of like, finally like you know be able to talk about uh, baseball. This is always boxing for me. <laughs> there you go. I love it. I love it. Everybody, don't forget to go to thegameday.com and check out everything that our affiliates have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe to Daily Dingers on Apple and Spotify and wherever else you get your podcast. That is your show for Wednesday, June 30th. For Dan Canobio, Jack Perotti, I'm Steve Armato. See you guys tomorrow.